0: to the Cycling Dads Podcast, the podcast for dads who ride. I am Aaron Thomas-Smith, your host, joined as always with...
1: Devin Palmer, Remax Results.
0: And Devin, I just, uh, we we do have video cameras on. We're not recording this in any way, shape, or form because we don't have the bandwidth for it. But I do want everyone to know that I am well-illuminated. You can see my face. You can see all of my features. You, however, are... I can only describe you as Christian Bale in the Batman trilogy. Aaron,
1: I'm coming at you from the shadows this evening.
0: <laughs> you are a ninja. I have no idea what you're thinking. No sensibility of your your emotions at all. You're just a, a black square.
1: I will be taking my usual pot shots and just letting our guest say his piece.
0: And yes, today, speaking of guests, we do have with us today... Imant, he is back on for the third time. Imant, thank you so much for coming back on the podcast. Um, I think at this point, we might need to just credit you as a third co-host.
2: <laughs> Man, I'm flattered. Thanks for inviting me, guys. I'm, I'm so happy to be back on the pod. Imant, he's only throwing that out there because you guys share the same haircut. It's kind of Again. a little
1: group preference thing between people, gentlemen of your hair persuasion.
0: Devin, we have talked about this. Amont has a beautifully, fully shaved head. I, however, have a buzzed head. There's a...
1: Oh, within your community? Is that a, is an important di- differentiation?
0: It's the difference between having hair and not having hair. I mean, well, I, yes, I feel not... like that's...
1: I'm the co-host. <laughs> so, Aaron, speaking of visuals, we are looking at Amant, who has his dapper mustache, his, his sleek... Uh, sleek cranium and he's wearing a complete red adidas royal tenenbaums tracksuit.
0: it is it is a sight to behold um i am just absolutely floored at the style emanating from this man as he joins us from his what we what we talked about what we alluded to in previous episodes your bike room slash bar room uh in in the basement of mont.
2: Yeah, so I got uh I got matching Adidas track suits for the whole family this winter, um, for Christmas. So we're rocking these uh rocking these indoors. Wife and daughter still won't go out in public with me, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, hanging out in the basement here in the bike in the bike shop. Amont has
1: the most you have tremendous Uh, attention to detail with your bike builds with your matching of kits and bikes and helmets like you you really nail the details in a way that Aaron who rides dumpster bikes and me riding complete mismatched kits helmets shoes at all (laughs) times you there is something missing you're like 14 days into a sport here you've been doing it about a year and Aaron and I have been doing this forever and neither of us can quite get our act together to an extent, you really are humbling us.
2: You know, that's one of the things that attracted to me to cycling it was not just the bikes, not just the social aspect, not just the physical aspect, but like the, the 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 kit, the outfit, like what you look like and how you ride, and 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 watching the pros and be like, oh, that that looks so cool. They look so cool with that, and I'm like, I I could get that. I could wear that. So, yeah, well, speaking as
0: a former chamois salesman uh i will say one of my better attempts at selling product was by mentioning the the feeling the superhero-esque feeling of putting on the full spandex kit and you know i think that was a huge part of it for me when i first came on board which was like man 15 years ago now um was like buying my first jersey putting it on being blown away that i was spending i think it was like 65 dollars on a jersey and just having no concept of like why it would cost that much um, so definitely understand where you're coming from a lot
2: yeah it's like putting on your suit and going into the office and feeling like you're like ready to take everything on yeah definitely it's your superhero suit mm-hmm.
0: in my daily zen devotional book which I know Devin will rip into me for, but uh, today's actually was the concept of the liminal space in between, like basically doing something to differentiate between like home life and work life. So what you just mentioned, you know, in that way, putting on our, our kid is kind of that, like, I'm no longer a dad. I'm no longer at work. I'm on my bike. I'm, I'm cyclist now, you know? Absolutely. Love it. Love it. Well, Imant, we are trying a new thing where we're going to include you into our check-in into how things are going so we usually like to give a little update to our listeners about how is the dad life going and how is the cycling going so because we're trying this new thing and you're our guest i would like to invite you to kind of kick it off with how is your cycling life going
2: cycling life is is swift right now i uh yeah i don't i don't even try to ride outside in the winter wintertime. Um, yeah, Zwift is going well. It's the first time that I've done like a structured um, type of training plan. I, I did the full-on six-week or I think five-week, no, six-week uh, FTP builder. And that was really fun, kind of getting into this rhythm of having something to do every night and and, and seeing improvements and maybe not seeing improvements and, and going through that. So super happy with that. I'm really enjoying Zwift, actually. I'm having a fun time with it. Um, And then dad life is going great. My daughter's in first grade. Uh, She's a cutie. She loves school. She she just uh, took up ice skating. So we've been going down to this park next to our, close to our house in our neighborhood, and we've been ice skating. And it's fantastic. It's super fun. She loves it. I love it. So, yeah. That's great.
0: That's great. Is she is she taking classes or anything like that, or is it just kind of like?
2: No, she's just figuring it out on her own. But she's she loves it. She's still doing she's doing an okay job. She's getting better every time we go though.
0: That's yeah, awesome.
2: It's really
0: cute. What about you, Devin? What's up?
1: Riding's going well. I'm just still doing aerobic rides on Zwift. They're progressing nicely. Feeling really good. Enjoying it. And um...
0: on what was it again?
1: Zwift, the platform. On that I
0: called... Oh. Right. Yes, because yeah, it wasn't the last episode.
1: And I would love for you to try out Zwift in 2023. <laughs> I have in the books for 2023 versus you. Who's who invented Zwift? As far as this year is concerned, me. <laughs> You've been resting, you know, like doing whatever you're doing with your scrotum situation.
0: Hey, hey, we'll get to me later. You keep going.
1: Okay. Yeah. Well. Anyways, I've been like <laughs> on the dad front. Our daughter woke up five times last night. She's just been a she's been a real three lately, so we're we're going through it a little bit with her, um, dealing with just dealing with stuff where she gets attached to this or that, and then will lose it in the night and ask us to come find it multiple times, and we're not so keen to be doing that all the time. So sleep issues, we got sleep issues.
0: So you're a little sleep revived, which is why the darkness is surrounding you. Is that, is that it?
1: Also just submitted an offer for a client and got a text back from the other agent that 10 minutes prior, they'd gotten another offer. So that one will be competitive. And I will be hearing about that tomorrow.
2: Multiple. Congrats,
1: man. And if I'm distracted, it's because I'm trying to make property happen for people.
0: You are very dedicated. Um, And as we were talking about earlier today, as I tried to let everyone know via Google reviews, how good of a realtor you are. Um, but it was too nice. It was too sincere. Google uh, called BS and Google would not let people see. Google out, Aaron. They were like, nope, nope. There's nope. no way this guy is this good. must be a
1: bot. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, seven, we, you looked it up. It was seven months ago. You submitted a review and it's not shown up. And I was like, hey, would you mind writing your review? And you're like, I wrote one seven months ago, buddy. And I'm like, ah. So, yeah, Google did filter it out and you've resubmitted it, and we'll see if it emerges or not.
0: Who knows? Stop being good at your job.
1: That's all I have to say. Okay. Well, I, I don't know how that's constructive.
0: <laughs> uh, cool. Well, let's see. I have been uh, in Florida. We just got back on Sunday, um, took a lovely vacation. Sans kiddos. Sans kiddos. Um, oh. My amazing mother, uh, handled both of the kids for the full-time Thursday through Sunday. It was just nice. absolutely amazing. Um, and yeah, it was, it was a really good time, but the thing that I've been working on now and we've talked about it is instead of focusing on kind of the aerobic capacity thing, which according to Devin, I, I never focus on, I'm only really worried about weights and mobility. So I've been doing uh, bar classes. Which Amont is familiar with. Uh, I've actually done three in the past four days, which has been a a lot of fun and kind of a challenge, and just general weights and
1: squats and chest press and flies Mm -hmm. and anything not to do regular aerobic riding.
0: I well, I'm definitely getting into a flow,
1: not to just ride a normal aerobic ride.
0: I I you know I do want to get back on the bike though, if only for I'm bummed that I missed the Tour of Zwift, and I want to get I want to do some more Zwift racing.
1: Would you give, and this is where the people do want the update, is if you would give the listening audience an update on your bathing suit area.
0: (laughs) I'm good. Everything's good. We're We're chill. We're fine. We're golden. Okay. Thanks. Thanks, Devin, for bringing that up again. I was trying to contain that to one
1: episode. You spent 40 minutes talking about the disrepair down there.
0: One episode. 40 (laughs) minutes.
2: (laughs) That 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 last episode. So it was definitely scrotum heavy. I mean, really.
0: <laughs> see, even Amont's like, keep it in that one, keep it in episode one, season three. Just don't, we don't need to talk about it again, Devin. And you, here you are bringing up bathing suit areas. <laughs> Disgusting, disgusted with you. Well, anyways, Amont, the reason we had you on again for this was the last time we talked. You were you were formulating, you were percolating this concept of. An epic ride, an epic solo bike packing ride with your brand new Cervelo Asparo. We were talking about the Asparo last last podcast episode. I'm super stoked to get my own from Now Bikes. But why don't you just kind of walk us through how you got the idea, where you ended up deciding to go, and and you know just kind of preparations for that trip.
2: Yeah. So last year, last winter, actually, I was starting to kind of plan out my my year of riding. And one of my goals was to go on, like you said, an epic adventure solo and have a a destination that I would really look forward to to reaching. And Grand Marais, which is a small town up on the North Shore of Lake Superior, north of Duluth, like two hours drive north of Duluth. It's a place that my wife and I and my family have loved for years. We go there in the winter, we go there in the summer. It's just a a really beautiful place. And the drive up there has always been enjoyable too. You get to drive up along Lake Superior. And then to the left, there, there are the Sawtooth Mountains. Mm-hmm. And it's just this, this really rough, cool landscape. And so I thought, well, that would be a cool destination. That would be maybe a two or three day bike ride. So I started figuring it out. And, and I really wanted to avoid big roads, high traffic areas, and try to ride as much gravel as I could, um, mix a road and gravel. And so I came up with this route, and it was exactly three days, and yeah, I I decided to take the trip late September, and I just got cheap hotels along the way. It took me three days and it was it was amazing. And one of the one of the reasons also I wanted to do this adventure was I wanted to test myself to see if I could handle multiple days in a saddle doing long miles and carrying my belongings with me. I just the thought of that is like kind of felt like a modern day adventure, you know, like kind of testing my body and my resolve and resiliency and motivation, drive, all that stuff. I just wanted to see if I could do it. And yeah, and I did it and it was super fun. It was an absolute blast. I never felt too tired or exhausted or defeated. It was just like, I felt so lucky to be able to take some time off and, and and have a a partner who's understanding and willing to watch the little one for three days while dad goes off riding bike for three days. So yeah, it was. Yeah, that's
0: pretty key. That's pretty important.
2: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Who picked you up at the end? What? Who picked you up at the end? Oh, so my brother drove up to Grand Marais and met me. Nice. And yeah, we shared a hotel for the night. And then the next morning we, we woke up and we actually drove back along the same route that I took from Duluth to Grand Marais on my last day. So we, we drove it in reverse in his uh, Tacoma pickup truck. And it was super fun. So I took a lot of these. So, here, let me rewind really quick here and tell you about my my three day journey, okay? And how many miles and like starting point, destination. Yeah. All yeah that. Please so
0: do. Yeah. So,
2: the first day was from my home in South Minneapolis to Siren, Wisconsin. So, basically, I rode um, up to the St. Croix Falls area, crossed into Wisconsin, and then from there, I was able to jump on the Gandhi Dancer Trail, which is uh, a Rails to Trails. Uh, project so they what, what rails to trails is for people who don't know is they take old unserviced unused railroad tracks they rip them up and then they cover the railroad bed with this crushed limestone and then they 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 pack it down so it's a really kind of fast rolling limestone gravel so I took that to Siren and I got a cheap motel just one of those roadside cheap motels that has it's like six, six rooms in it. So the first day was about 95 miles. And then the second day I rode from Siren to Duluth, and that was 85 miles. But it was, it went through the St. Croix State Park from Wisconsin into Minnesota, and then back into Wisconsin again. And about 50 miles of that was MMR. So, so it was minimum maintenance roads. Oh, dang. What you mean to say is mistakes were made. <laughs> yeah, I assume that the Gandhi Dancer Trail was just crushed limestone like a straight shot all the way up. No, it was like deep, wet sand, super deep puddles, like standing water, mud, like red clay mud, and then there's this gravel. It was these it was not actually gravels, they're they're just like big chunks of rock. They look like axe heads almost. they it was like almost impossible to walk through. Aaron, so, he was riding through axe heads. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) that's what they looked like. It was like like trap rock, basically. So Wow. So that was brutal. I mean, that day I was just, I think my average miles per hour is like 13 miles per hour. It was just really, really slow. And then the third and final day, I could have taken a straight shot up Lake Superior to Grand Moraine. That would have been close. Yeah, that would have been much shorter. But I decided to kind of go up into the Sawtooth Mountains and ride, ride the the logging roads up there. Kind of like the back way from, I guess, Silver Bay all the way up to Grand Marais. So that day was about 141, 142 miles. Whoa. Yeah. So I was in a saddle for nine hours that day and over 6,200 feet of elevation, but it was amazing. It was, I mean, I was in the middle of nowhere like no people around no houses for miles and miles and miles. And I was just riding these little logging roads, um, through the the sawtooth mountains. And it was just amazing. It was just so cool. So how did you,
0: I mean, it, like riding up to, you know, St. Croix, that area, MMR is all that considered. Yeah. There's still probably a convenience store, a quick trip somewhere oh. you can get, get food. You're not carrying everything with you, but for that last leg, did you have to basically carry all of your calories and water that whole way, or were there stops?
2: No, there weren't any stops. Basically, from about Silver Bay to Grand Marais was just, yeah. I mean, there I passed through Finland, Minnesota, but it was pretty late. I think it was a Saturday or Sunday evening, pretty late, so nothing was open. But yeah, I carried all my water with me, all my calories, everything.
0: So what is that so one of the things that we've talked about a little bit on the podcast but only very recently I mean I've been riding bikes like I said 15 years something like that Yeah. And I've always really downplayed the nutritional element. I mean, I've gone from the extreme of like uh every time I hit a gas station it's a mountain dew and two roller dogs yeah. to you know I'm going to be in ketosis on the bike the whole time and the only thing I'm going to eat is water. But I but this year I think realizing that you need fuel to stay on the bike devin has been screaming this at me for years how were you fueling this activity like how many calories what was kind of your go-to bar or what was it
2: yeah so i had a reminder set on my phone to go off every hour to make sure i was consuming enough calories and what i was trying to get was about 80 grams of carbohydrates every hour And I was trying to mix it up with different things. So I didn't want to overdo it with gels because you can have some GI issues if you have way too many gels. Your your body just doesn't want to keep consuming and breaking that down. So I wanted to, to find some foods that were easily portable, compact, but still provided some less processed food in it. So I found some like meal bars that were like, they weren't very good, but they did the job. <laughs> <laughs> Were have, those
0: pro bars or something similar to those?
2: Yeah, you know, I might have one actually behind me here. I could take a look at it. But uh, They, uh...
0: Probably uh, just as good as the day you bought them.
2: Yeah, probably. Yeah, I don't have any <laughs> Yeah, but they're like these nutritional meal bars. So I went to REI and I was looking for kind of things outside of the strict cycling realm. It's like looking for like people who do like backpacking like they, they carry their tent and stuff out with them and they walk out miles and miles in the woods and they have to carry all their food so i was like well they probably know what's going on as far as fueling and, and nutrition and so yeah just a variety of things they got snickers bars yeah it's pretty much it yeah a variety of different bars basically and in, in gels and if I could just different
0: a- forms of processed
2: candy yeah basically yeah so but Devin, yeah.
0: what would you do as a, as a nutritional expert? What would be your choice for fueling this type of multi-day excursion?
1: The longest multi-day excursion I've done, I rode 135-ish to a cabin in, it was near Siren. So Danbury. from cities to that, you know, that Burnett County area. And then the same, the same ride back. We stopped for lunch at restaurants both days. So I had fluids and some fuel on me, and then stopped at stopped for a full lunch and kept riding. We were in rural Wisconsin at staying at a buddy's cabin, Bart's cabin, Bart Hollerin. He's, what is Bart? Is Bart 58 years old now? He has a lot of tattoos. He loved getting in crashes. He was a very fast roadie. He's a cat one roadie. Iman, <laughs> um, he's before your time, but he's, he's quite a He's a really colorful character from cycling. We really miss him. Rest in peace, Bart. He's not dead. Roger's cabin went to gliders for dinner. gliders is, is the bar on the lake near his parents' cabin. It's not even Bart's cabin. Bart's a grown man who its his parents' cabin. It's very funny. <laughs> I love Bart. We go to gliders i got I got two entrees at gliders, so I got <laughs> i got I got plenty of food at, at gliders and then was fine the next day.
0: So what I'm hearing devin, is you you really have zero insight to provide <laughs> to our listener.
1: Well, I mean, it depends on the kind of experience you want. If you're like Amont and you're riding through truly backcountry and you have no access to something, yeah, you got to bring some kind of meal, meal replacement bar, some kind of calorie dense product. For an epic ride, I prefer to just stop for lunch, get a sandwich somewhere. And, and the first
2: out. two days, I was able to do that yeah. and I did that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Get some real food in you. No, that really helps. Right. That makes all the difference.
2: Yeah.
0: Speaking of actual dead things, Omnium Bike Shop, rest in peace. We had a tradition which was carried over from County cycles by Dan and Gabe. And that tradition was July 4th. You ride up to Duluth. And then the next day you ride back down fast road ride. And that was back when like single speed fixed gears were all a rage. So they were doing them on those crazy, crazy rides. I never actually joined them. I, I did it by my, I did it with a group of three other guys pretty early on in my cycling career just to see similar to you amont if i could do it because it's kind of like this crazy idea of can i can i bike up to luth in one day can i do 180 something miles in a day and the answer is i can't i think i got to 173 and then had to bail
2: because <laughs> so, you don't get on you <laughs> <laughs> good so, on
0: you for it, for, it, it, for for, and actually, the bailing of that ride was pretty funny because what had happened is that it gotten. It was in September, similar yep. to to you. But we had left too late in the day, oh. So it was about like eight o'clock at night, and we were in the the trail that goes through the woods. I forget what it's called.
1: Willard the, Munger there. Yeah,
0: Trail. Yeah, Willard Munger Trail.
1: Cook Jay Cook State Park there.
0: Middle middle of the night, or I mean, it's pitch black, right? The and and we approached this section of the trail and there's just this one singular, like flashing construction sign that says trail closed. No indication as to why there's nowhere else to go. It just says trail closed and there's no other option. And we're probably like five miles into the trail and we're all dead tired. We're we're not going to do anything different. So me and my buddy just grab our bikes and start walking through the woods towards what we think is the highway just to see where we ended up. And what had happened is there's this like Buffalo themed outdoor bar and campsite area that's on the highway up to Duluth if you've ever seen that well there was a bachelorette party uh, around a fire pit that was by these woods and so we walked out of the woods in full spandex freezing to death carrying our bikes and they were very drunk and they thought we were aliens and started screaming at us and throwing bottles at us so anyways that was how that ride ended (laughs) I, the I was that they thought us.
2: you were strippers. And that's how I no, met each other.
0: No, they thought we were aliens.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Which is just a lesson to everyone who's listening. Don't wear your arrow helmet if there's a slight chance you might end up at a bar with drunk people. Don't and not
1: it. your photos that you posted of your ride. And just the fact the way you organized it and to take the time out to do something like that. It just... It, prioritizing the ride time and prioritizing a little adventure. It got me thinking, certainly for this year, and I'm not saying I'm going to copycat you exactly, but I
2: might do an epic ride up to Grand Marais myself. You should. You should. And you should copycat me. That that route was a lot of fun. And I'd do that Except again. Except
1: for 30% of it, which seems horrible and
2: stupid. <laughs> Other than that, I would agree with you.
1: <laughs> you, I, can, do you
0: do you have that route to share?
2: Yeah, I do. On I can Strava. share. Yeah, it's on Strava. You can follow me. I'm I'm at uh, Imantlv on Strava and on um, Instagram. Oh, are you pumping your numbers? What's your Zwift? Pump your numbers. Juice your numbers here. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> I don't I don't have my, my Zwift on on hand here. Hang but on. It, it just it's a fun because the North Shore is always a tweet for us
1: Minnesotans. Um, yeah, it is. I would be I would be torn whether I would want to ride on Old 61 along the lake or go inland as you did. I was actually talking to Chase Wark of Wark's cycling services. He's a very special type of whatever his problems are. It's very funny because he's, he did the, he won the day across Minnesota, two years running the dam. That wasn't enough. So last fall, you rode from twin cities to Grand Marais over three days. Yeah. Chase, where his mind is at is he was like, let me ride from Iowa to Canada. So he did the the dumb, the day of Minnesota. In a day. From Iowa, in his area down there, so up Driftless region by Winona, up to the Twin Cities, Twin Cities to Hinckley, Hinkley on the Willard Munger, up to Duluth, and then Duluth straight up along the lake. Absolutely wild. He's a wild man. But I was talking to him about different routes and, and thoughts.
0: The last time Chase did a ride like the dam and finished, he proposed. So at the end of the dumb, did he get married?
1: He should have gotten married on Canadian soil.
0: He should have. Dual Missed citizenship. Missed. <laughs>
2: is that how that works? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know.
0: <laughs> we honeymooned in Montreal. I'm pretty sure I'm I'm Quebecois now or whatever.
1: Vermont, it, it well, It makes me think a little bit because I spend too much time thinking like, oh, I want this or that new wheel set. Or, you know, you think about some of the stuff instead of allocating like, okay, if I'm going to spend X dollars on this endeavor of cycling for the year, why is some of it not spent on hotel rooms for an an overnight, a special thing or setting aside like if I could trick my wife into meeting me in Grand Marais and we do an overnight or a weekend up there and then come home. But
2: but allocating the resources towards the experiences, not just the stuff. Yeah. You know, I'm already thinking about my next trip this this coming fall. If you guys wanna maybe plan some sort of trip somewhere together, I'd be down with that too. It doesn't have to be a solo thing. Yeah, no no commitments at oh, all. Boy. This oh, uh, um,
0: <laughs> I'm in Amont. Don't listen to Devin. That sounds awesome.
2: I was thinking riding up to the UP, like dri- riding up to Bayfield and then to the UP oh, yeah. uh, and spend the last day riding through the, the Porcupine Mountain in the in UP. It's absolutely gorgeous there. My brother goes there frequently and he just loves it up there. And he said it, the roads there are beautiful and they're windy and punchy and, and they overlook the lake. So it seems like a nice place to, to check out.
0: That sounds Fantastic.
2: Aaron, do you think I love better than Zwift?
0: Uh, no. <laughs> not so. Nothing's better than Zwift. But that's because I can't. It, it, Zwift is just, it's its my home. I can do whatever I want. I can watch episodes when of Tokyo Vice. For the
1: last four days, Aaron, you have chosen bar classes not to be on Zwift.
0: Well, I've been in Florida. So I've actually been choosing drinking and sitting on a beach,
1: mm-hmm.
0: which I think any of us would have made that decision. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well Amon, I, I do want to just I thought Devon was gonna go this direction earlier because he was sounding so sincere. And then I remembered that he doesn't have a sincere bone in his body. Mm-hmm. Um the thing that I really appreciate about you and why I would encourage all of our listeners to give you a follow on Instagram and on Strava is you have been so generous with your documentation of your riding, this these epic adventures and you're you're kind of building up of this this fleet of amazingly curated and beautiful bicycles that you know it's it's just it's fun content to follow it's it's it gets me excited about cycling again um so thank you for that thank you for kind of bringing this beginner's eye to cycling and and helping you know someone like myself who's jaded and and doesn't care anymore to care just a little bit more
2: oh thank thanks a lot man yeah i've just i've fallen in love with uh, with cycling and, and everything that comes along with it and I made some amazing wonderful friends in the process and I continue to make great friends and I just love connecting with people and, and just sharing and sharing my content and enjoying their content and just loving bikes for for just the sake of loving something
1: well where's your heart at do you ever think back to running do you ever miss running or is it is the the cycling has the cycling just taken its
2: place? Yeah, it's completely taken its place. Really? Yeah, no real desire. I, you know, like trail running, maybe that'd be kind of fun. This summer, I went out to Colorado Springs and my uh, my good friend Justin and I hiked the incline, and that was amazing. And I had a, a great time doing that. So I don't know, just finding big sets of stairs outside, <laughs> going up them as fast as I can. I don't know. That's
0: I am. I'm sensing a theme with you, Amant, which is every time we're talking about these fun things that you get to do or things you're really excited about, steep inclines. <laughs> I keep seeing steep inclines. And I got to say, I'm not a fan. Uh, so it's, it's not for me.
2: Something about climbing, but but not just like the physical, like, oh, the exertion or the challenge, but like just some some of it is just stupid curiosity. Like what's on top of that hill or what's on the other <laughs> side of that hill? <laughs> I'm just curious. I I want to go. I'm like I want to see what's around that corner. I want to see what's up that hill. I, if I haven't seen it before, it could be something really cool and memorable. I don't know. I'm
0: but just... you also enjoy the hill ride where we ride the same hills that we've ridden for 20 years. <laughs> well, you know you what's can... on the top of the hill, Amont. He <laughs> I, I <do. laughs> can put a hurting
1: on you, time after <laughs> time.
0: Oh, Amont just flies up those hills. Watching you go up Snelling is just wild man <laughs> yeah you're I just dancing on people. those pedals and
1: amont you were sharing off air that you are making some bike changes this year you're getting a fresh new road bike um you're an sparrow guy you're getting a fresh new road bike you still have your
2: hipster LA. yeah <laughs> i have my- i don't
0: think we can call it a hipster because it has full e-tap yeah perfect for a hipster
1: hipsters don't okay. want wires
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm I I ordered a I ordered a new, a new frame set should be arriving at the end of the month and yeah, super excited to start a new bike build and start sharing that process and try to f- figure out integrated cables and like I yeah, I I don't know how to do any of this stuff. I just kind of figured out as I go along or right or I go to now and I bug Sam and the in the bike shop, so yeah
0: well you couldn't be in better hands than than now and sam especially for the bike that you're grabbing i mean that is that type of beautiful like bespoke uh, uh hand picked bicycle is is his forte so you're oh. you're going to be well well set
2: he's so much fun to work with and uh he hasn't made fun of my choices yet you know what i'm sure he's made fun of my sram decision but but i think the rest of the bike he's pretty happy with so
1: yeah, yeah. sram is SRAM is what it is, guys. <laughs> hey, can we give a quick <laughs> shout-out?
0: Well, I, I want to... So we're coming to the end of the episode. There's a couple things I want to make sure we're doing. Number one, <laughs> Aaron, I asked
1: you a question.
0: Number one. Number can we one, give a quick shout-out, Aaron? I want to hear, hear... I want to hear Amant tell us a little bit about <sighs> his plans for riding this year. We've we've gotten a little taste, but I want to hear a little bit more. And two, yeah, shout-outs. So, yeah, we can do that.
2: Yeah, so plans for riding this year. So I think I already talked to you about uh, my next cycling adventure that I want to do in the fall. Um, But otherwise, this summer, I just want to ride a lot more. We are um, the bike team that we're on. We're adding a few more rides to that, to our our, uh, calendar. And they seem like really fun, fast rides. So I'm super pumped for that then as far as racing goes i'm not gonna i don't think i want to i don't want to get involved in crit racing but i definitely want to do a lot more gravel riding i had a lot of fun on my bike trip riding gravel and it's just it's it's great so i'm gonna get try to get more gravel rides in and maybe the uh the road the road race that uh birchwood or west river racing puts on each year oh yeah guys that's
0: coming well, we talk about that all the time but if you're if you're looking to do gravel amount we got to have you come down and do the haywood with us
1: that's going to okay. be told the approved the cycling dad's approved gravel rides
0: so the gravel rides that we've kind of all agreed we're we're going to do first one of the season is Measville 56 so we're we're rocking that guy second one is the haywood
1: no nope, um, so no nope, no Nope. Nope. no nope, nope, nope. oh granny's granny's mason's granny's gravel grinder Yep, right in between them,
0: which I'm being told via Facebook has a stop that features quick trip donuts. So I'm sold, like, I'm there. And then we have what was it, the Haywood, right? Yep. And then Freed Him, I believe we had discussed as maybe an option.
1: Freed yeah, him well, for the things, I mean, these are the ones. We're pushing the ones that you and I are likely going to be at, which is Meesville, Granny's, Haywood. One, one of us will probably be at all three of those. And then hopefully the Hot Dish in mid-July. Freedom the hot, hot Dish, dish is further, the further out, so it's more of a commitment driving-wise. But yep. that's around the 4th of July.
0: Yep. Okay. And then I'm going to be at Tour de Tonka again this year. Yeah. For sure. So any of those, Amont, we'd love to have you. It's going to be fun.
1: I'll be glad to join. Yeah. Shoutouts? Our only fan, Danielle, is racing the stage race at the, uh, what is it, the Valley of the Suns? Ooh. Yeah, the Valley of the Suns stage race. Well, good luck, Danielle. Danielle Revnikar. She, I don't understand. She listens to the podcast, so not 100% sure why. <laughs> but she's doing a bike race, so go win it
0: yeah can, so when is that happening because this will be published in march i don't is know happening right now
1: no this will be published now hold on you're saying published in march iman you're about to witness more bickering
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, not just iman everyone
1: <laughs> No, we in february we can publish this late february this will be published pre-march yeah it'll it'll
2: it'll be soon no it'll be it's decided people <laughs> people love the banter it's been decided. my my mom loves you guys by the way really oh yeah
0: we're very popular with moms I've
2: yeah been honest. so shout out to dina lasovskis my mom does she follow us on zwift oh <laughs> uh, absolutely not no
1: thank you
0: dina your son's a very nice boy
2: you raised
1: him well
0: we like him a lot Well, anything else we want to wrap up with uh, today? Otherwise, I am going to call it a night and uh, we will see you all in a
2: couple weeks. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me on, guys. It's always a pleasure.
0: You're the best, bud.